0: Have you been a pioneer in your career and in your life? If so, I want you to stop and acknowledge yourself for all the work you've done. In this episode, Ellen Miller is sharing her framework to pioneer in a way that minimizes friction and amplifies your success. In Ellen's words, women are pioneers whether a business owner or an employee, forging new paths for women to succeed. We have to blaze trails and make inroads that require us to engage and motivate people all around us.
1: Really, as a leader, you know, our, our job is to inspire others to want to follow in, with us in whatever we want to achieve as an organization. So the more that we can get this collective group of people together and embracing what we've just, des- you know, what we've decided about where we want to go, what do we believe is our purpose? How are we going to get there? And what's important to us as people in relationship to, to our values, the the better we are at helping provide that inspiration. We're really there to be the light in some ways. That's the way I think about it. Hello,
0: my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am here today with Ellen Miller, who grew up in rural Maine and is a leadership coach and operational executive for TRC Companies, and she's the former vice president of Avengrid. She understands the challenges of being a pioneer and breaking trail in a non-traditional role. As a leader, she has experienced digging in, charging ahead, and rising above both personally and professionally. She's currently curating on Instagram, Illuminating, Women in the Shadows, to highlight and honor women pioneers in the past to inspire and empower the women pioneers of today. Ellen, I am so excited to have you on the Women Taking the Lead podcast. And I'm going to hand the mic over to you to talk about, you know, for you to share a little bit more about yourself with the audience so they can get to know you better. But I have to say, right before I do this, I can't tell you how often I am hearing lately people using the words pioneers and trailblazing and like there seems to be this energy around it. So when you and I were talking and you shared that language with me, I was like, yes, we need to talk about this. So just going to say that. So over to you, what else would you like everyone to know about you before we dig into what we're here to talk about today?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say, I am thrilled to be here, Jody, and just talking to you about the fact that there are so many women out there that are trailblazers and they're pioneers. And sometimes these women don't even realize how many other women around them are doing their own trailblazing and pioneering. So I'm really focused on trying to help women recognize that, yes, you are out there, but guess what? You have a lot of other women out there with you doing the exact same type of high energy, really intense work as they try to really... progress in their careers. They want to move forward. They want to really, they're reaching for the stars. And I'm here to say, you know what? You can. And as a pioneer and trailblazer, guess what? Keep going. And let's talk about how you keep your energy right up there at the top and keep making progress every single day.
0: And before we get into all you have to share with them for how to do that, because you have a three-part framework that we're going to get into. Share with everyone some of the ways in which you've been a trailblazer and a pioneer in your own life or career.
1: You know, it's really interesting because I never identified myself as a pioneer until very recently. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was reading about some women who were like, I was the first, you know, and this person was the first doing some historical research. And I remember an executive said to me when I was at Avon Grid, do you realize that you're the first woman vice president over engineering and construction at Iberdrola, which is the parent company of Avon Grid? You know, I never thought too much about that until recently. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was trailblazing, I was pioneering, it was really hard. And that really had an impact of like, how can I help other people who are in the midst of that trailblazing to bring this recognition to them that maybe they don't even have, they don't even recognize I'm a pioneer and trailblazer. And maybe things can get really hard. And you you said it coming in. Digging in, I did some digging in. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, you know, there may have been other avenues for me to take when I was facing challenges in my role as a pioneer. Um, but there was definitely situations where I was really digging in and trying to, you know, figure out what do I do next.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why I'm really passionate now about really helping other women in their leadership roles.
0: And I love that you shared that story and how you started it. I had to, it was only recently that I thought of myself differently because I find that as women, we often have to do that. We get to a point where we have to stop, look back and rewrite the story, not the details, not the circumstances, but what we made up about it while it was happening because like you... I also had a milestone in my career where I was the youngest person in the company I was working for who became an assistant vice president. And this was a company that had been around for a century or more, right? So it wasn't a brand new company. Like there was a long history there. And I told myself as these things were happening that I fell into it. I got lucky. I just happened to be XYZ and then at some point in my career I had to stop and I looked back and I I was like, "No. <laughs> I worked really hard. I made sure I was trained up. I made sure I had the right mindset. I, made, you know, I was doing the work to make sure that I would be ready for the next opportunity. And yes, did some circumstances come into play, but I wouldn't have been given that promotion if I was not ready for it, if the people who were my leaders at the time didn't see something in me and believe that I could do it. So it's interesting, we're talking about this, that sometimes we have to stop and go, well, wait a second, I need to rewrite the story I've been telling about how I got here and acknowledge that you did charge ahead, you did dig in, and you did get the work done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you take that time to really reflect back and understand what your story is, I have to tell you, it's so empowering. When that light bulb went off in my head, I was like, I just wanted to get up and do a dance. The moment it just all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh. I'm a pioneer. I identified so much with that fact. It all started to come together and create in me a whole new level of energy that I can take forward with this recognition that this is my story and I own it. And like you said, owning your story, where you came from is a piece of that, but more importantly, where are you going to? Mm. What do you want to do next? And how are you going to blaze your next trail if that's what you're doing? Yes. Um, And I
0: have to say this, Ellen, too, because you own that you're a pioneer, you were able to go back and look at what made you successful as a pioneer in your career. And you were able to create this framework that other women can now use. If you don't mind, I'd love to get into that. Tell us about your framework for women who you know are taking on being pioneers in their career so they can strive for higher executive roles in companies
1: yeah exactly and you know the only thing i'm going to add jody is you know i did come from a large company but this applies to any woman right who is blazing her own trail it can be starting a new business she's trying to get something going and so it can really be applied to large organizations or somebody who's just starting a small business and trying to figure out where they're going to go to so with that you know part of it just starts with creating the vision you know what is the vision that you have for the people that you need to engage with in order to move yourself and your purpose forward and that includes things as simple as what's your mission, what's your vision for the overarching organization, and what are the values? And it seems really simple, right? It seems like we're saying, you know, that's something we all should be doing. We've all heard mission, vision, values. Mm-hmm. But in practice, a lot of times what happens or could happen is that there's a, maybe a recognized mission, vision, and value for a company, let's say but you haven't brought it down to maybe your own staff, maybe the vision you have for your department, maybe the mission you have for, you know, your one area geographically to really bring it down to the people that you're working with day to day. What is our vision for ourselves? What's our mission? What's our values? And make it a point of connection and grounding for the people that you want to engage with. So they're all coming from the same place and it's really, really impactful. And when you're doing this process, one of the most important things that you can absolutely take advantage of is making people actually give their own input. So, you know, you can come up with a draft vision. I've done that, but then I bring it, I brought it to people and say, like, what do you think of this? What needs to change? What do we need to add? how can we make it our own? And the same practice goes with writing your mission and also your values. You can always come up with like a uh, first approach, but have people get engaged in what do you think of this value? Does this resonate with us? Is this who we are? And so that everyone's participating and really owning the end product. And once you do that, you're able to create this common language and a cultural orientation for your work group that really fosters collaboration and a sense of purpose in what you're doing.
0: And what I'm hearing in that is, so breaking it down a little bit. So with the vision, it's where are we going? And it's the we is really important in that. And it's not, I'm telling you where we're going. It's we need to decide where we're going and what that looks like. And when you were talking about that, I was like, it's, I think it's really important for people to understand Like, this doesn't get happen in one meeting or one conversation. This is a reflective process. And I find even with values work, I shouldn't say even with values work, but with values work, like there's a rough draft and then we look at it again and we distill it and we talk about it and then we do another draft and it might be good at that point, but we may need to reflect more, talk about it, think about how this is going to play out in our company, our culture, and then we get to the final values and you know you got there when everyone looks at them and they're like, "Yes, that's us. That's us." And when people are are in agreement on where we're going, what's important to us, and the other piece you said, how are we going to get there? As a leader, you don't have to do so much. I'm going to put it in air quotes, managing so much as just being with everybody as a part of the journey, because people are bought in at that point, because they had a say in the process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And really, as a leader, you know, our, our job is to inspire others to want to follow in, with us in whatever we want to achieve as an organization. So the more that we can get this collective group of people together and embracing what we've just de- you know what we've decided, about where we want to go, what do we believe is our purpose, how are we going to get there, and what's important to us as people in relationship to our values, the, the better we are at helping provide that inspiration. We're really there to be the light. In some ways, that's the way I think about it. You have the flashlight, you know. Figure you're on the you're on the trail, right? You're blazing. You got that flashlight, and you're showing people the way. And that's what's happening when you start with this basic first step.
0: What else is coming to my mind? Because some people completely resonate with like, here are all the positives, but I know some people need to also hear, here's why you want to do it to avoid these negatives. So some of the negatives I'm thinking of that you can avoid when you take this first step in this process is the experience of people aren't following I'm trying so hard to get everyone to go in this direction, but I'm getting resistance and pushback and we're not aligned as a team and people are working against each other. This is why this first step is so important. It's not just to get all the good stuff because we want all the good stuff, but if you do this work, you lay this groundwork down, you can avoid a lot of these. I, I hate to say it, but common leadership experiences of the struggles within
1: teams and trying to get people on board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean you think about the fact that, you know, this is just like the first step in communication. And there can be a big disconnect for people when they can't align with the values of their organization or they they don't really feel they ever had a voice in, you know, where where am I going in the bigger picture? And so this really, as I said, when you break it down into really looking at the people that you're serving as a leader and working with them on this step, it can help foster that really, that um, sense of now I do know where I'm going. Because you're right, absolutely. If you don't have this in place, people can be disengaged, disenfranchised, you name it. They can have all stress, stressor emotions around the fact that I, I really don't know what's the purpose of the organization I'm working
0: with. Yeah. And people at their core want to be seen, want to be acknowledged, want to be heard. And this checks all of those boxes, you know, and makes people feel that they belong. Right. And we all want that in our work, that we belong to our team, our organization. Okay. I'm getting the feel goods. So, all right, we've got people on board. We're in agreement with where we're going. What's the next step as a leader?
1: So the next step is really important because it starts telling your people, what are your expectations? So one of it is to really articulate for the people that you're working with, the people that you're leading, is around what does success mean for us? So how are you, if you're a leader, defining success for your organization? and creating these success measures is going to help people understand how they play into the overall success of a group a team or an organization and it's critical that they it's it's a transparent process they understand what success means to you as a leader and they also understand how are you going to go about measuring success for the group so with that some things that I've done in the past and it's um, very typical, I think you would find are key performance indicators. That's used a lot in organizations. Mm-hmm. They call them KPIs, and usually they're very analytical. They are measures that you can take, they, be, they can easily measured, they um, can be reported out on, people know how they're calculated, and it can be simple to like make sure that everyone knows these are the key performance indicators. This is how we're measuring the key performance indicators. This is how we're reporting your progress on the key performance indicators. So it's very transparent for everyone involved to say, okay, success looks like this, here are the five key performance indicators, and this is how each one is measured, and then tying those high-level KPIs to their actual performance. So then, As long as you're able to tie back my performance to the KPIs, I can feel like, oh, now I know if I want to be successful in this organization, now I know how I have to act, you know, what I have to do to um, make sure that I'm meeting the um, performance measurements that my supervisor and manager is setting for me. Mm -hmm. That's really critical. It's so critical.
0: It's what everyone craves. Tell me how to do a good job right? I remember when I was an individual contributor and I was reporting up into my boss, nothing made me happier than for them to just say, I, you know, I need you to do this. Here's what you're going to be, you know, your performance evaluation is going to contain, you know, these are the pieces that you'll be measured on. And I have to tell you, I, one time I had a boss and I think I truly believe they thought they were like taking the stress off of me by saying, you know, just do what you think is best. And I was, Ugh. what? <laughs> like, like, but what you're talking about is these expectations and these measurements and 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 communicating them communicating these expectations clearly and what the key performance indicators are tells people here's how you want to spend your time here's you know if you're doing work towards this you are on track right we're going in the right direction even if ultimately the key performance indicators ultimately show, okay, as a group, we're off somewhere. Something needs to be investigated because we're not getting the results that we thought we would be getting at this point. At least everybody knows, here's what needs to get done. Here's where our focus needs to be and aligns everyone. Again, under one common purpose, going in one direction. And without the those things, you know, people could be like, well, I think maybe we should do this. And I think maybe we should do that. And then people are are all over the place and we're not getting towards
1: a stated goal. Exactly. And you know, what's really great about when you think about performance indicators, they can be all over the board. And a lot of times I talked about them being quantifiable, but you can also have success goals really around employee engagement. You know, how how engaged are the people that are working with me and try to come up with a different way to measure their satisfaction and engagement in their work they're doing. So um, key performance indicators go wide and they can go deep. And it's really coming up as a leader is like, what's the best way for me to measure success for the people that I'm working with? And also set the tone and culture, right, about what's really important to our organization. I think that's really critical to understand. The other thing, Jody, that I think is really important when we talk about key performance indicators is that as much as, you know, organizations as a leader that you're trying to push out information on, where do we stand this month with whatever we're measuring or, you know, where are we standing six months into the year? How are things going for us? One way to empower ourselves and really empower other people as leaders is say, hey, you can go and ask anytime you want for feedback. If you're curious, like, oh my gosh, you know, ask people, like, well, how am I doing? Yeah. Meeting? are my goals, my objectives, how am I impacting my KPIs? And really as a leader... And reinforcing that idea that people can just go and ask and get some feedback really allows the people around us to be more engaged because they feel like there's less barriers to understanding, like, how am I being successful for myself? Because, you know, most people do want to be successful. Most people want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And all people are really trying to figure out is, how do I get there? What's what's my path forward? So as we're trailblazing along and we're trying to make progress, sometimes looking back and seeing like, how's that team doing back there? And encouraging them like, hey, if you have a question, if you need direction, make sure you're raising your hand because we want to make sure that you're getting the information you need to do the best that you can in what you're trying to achieve.
0: And I also want to say this too, because I think this is missing in some Performance indicators as well is a company may not, may have some KPIs documented. But it, in addition to that, I think everybody should keep, be keeping record of their own accomplishments and what they're at, how they're adding value to a company. Because what people think is, oh, I'm doing all these things and my boss knows about them, right? They maybe, because Don't forget your boss is also really, really busy, just like you're really, really busy. And they may catch some things and they may miss some things, but by the time it comes around for you to have your performance evaluation, do they remember everything that you've done? And so it's really crucial to keep your own log of here's how I've contributed, here's the value I've added so that when that time comes around, you can send that to your boss and go, here's everything I've done in the last year. And it's not bragging. It's a documented record of what you've contributed to the company.
1: Absolutely. And I love the fact you said it is not bragging because it isn't. It's just showing what an impact you've had on an organization and how you're actually helping move the organization forward. And I think a lot of times, You know, with women in leadership, um, there's a lot, there can be a lot of stress and there's a lot of work that we're doing. We're working really hard and we forget that step of just acknowledging, even just for ourselves, what we have actually accomplished and taking that mirror out and looking even at the past six months and saying, gosh, I accomplished a lot. And sometimes you're so in the weeds, you're so intent on making the next step forward that taking out that mirror is something that, you know, we don't always think about. But as you said, like recognizing everything that's happened, making sure you do keep a file, you know, nothing's better than a little file where you put your accomplishments in to really say, I have contributed a lot to the way um, the success of the organization that I'm working with. And I have ability and talent and energy to take that success and multiply it going forward. I agree with you 100%, Jody, when you talk about that, really making sure you are thinking about that.
0: And, you know, I, th- I think people will really be surprised. And you really underscored it. Women who are driven right? And really focused on the end goal. We're not concerned so much with what is done because once it's done, we're on to the next thing. Like there's so many other things I have to get done and we just keep moving and moving and moving. And I actually had a client who within the last several months or six months, started keep, and she's a small business owner, just started keeping a record of what her and her team have been accomplishing. And she asked her team to, to you know, also record and document what they've been able to accomplish. And we had one call where because of vacations and, you know, things going on, we hadn't met for a month. And so when we got on our call and I said, so how have you been, what's been going on? She's like, at first she was just like, oh, you know, just trying to get everything done. And then she was like, actually, let me pull up the document. And she, her first reaction before she said anything to me was like, wow, we got a lot done. And then she started going through this list of these amazing things that were happening within her business. Like we just, don't realize how much we're accomplishing and that's why kpis rec- you know keeping measures of of accomplishment and progress and just a record of things you've done is so important okay i think we we we've, we've got that down what is the final step and i'm sure it's like one of those like ongoing things too
1: <laughs> yeah it is an ongoing thing and so relevant right now so things happen in any workplace that may need to be reevaluated when you think about success. Like, what does success mean? And we talked a little bit about how important it is defining success. COVID 19 is a perfect example of people and leaders having to say, what does success mean to me today? Because it probably is not the same thing success meant last January, mm-hmm. right? And leaders have to be really willing to, one, step, take that step back and redefine success when there's so much change and uncertainty in your environment and really honing in on what is the most important thing or things that we need to accomplish now and now can be you know in the next few months where are we where do we need to be where do we need to be focused on and then also part of that really is just communicating to people what is success going to look like for us? Because if you're working with a team of people and you're not talking about redefining success or what is success supposed to look like, they're going to make it up on their own. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to start, you know, wondering, well, maybe, you know, success is still the same as it was in January, but maybe it's not. And every, every organization is going to be a little bit different, but as a leader taking that step back and saying, Okay, do we need to redefine success? And do we need to focus on the most important things? And do we really need to say, most importantly, what are we learning in this process? And Jodi, I'm sure you've talked to people. I mean, there's so much learning coming out of what's been happening Mm -hmm. in the last six months as people are really just creating a lot more awareness, you know, even more human awareness, I would say, of being in, you know, the workplace and all that's changed for all of us around, you know, remote work and a lot of juggling responsibilities, right, with people with families and trying to work at home and then layer on the economy. You know, there's just so many layers. Yes. So how do we create learnings for our organization from this whole process and learn and maybe take from it even how have we been adaptive? Like what are the what are the positive things that we've learned that we can apply to the future? So important for leaders to really take a look at that right now and then communicate, 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 because this may be an iterative process that's gonna happen a few times in the next year where reassessment of what does success look like needs to happen. And that awareness as a leader that, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to communicate that back to our people so they know where we're headed. I always love to go back to trailblazing, right? Because people behind you want to know at least the sort of direction we're going to be heading in and what does success mean to us at the end given everything that's going on.
0: Yes. And if you can be adaptive and be like take on the mentality of a pioneer, the things like a crisis will not throw you off course. There's so many things I wanted to um, touch upon in what you said, because I have been seeing that yes, people who have not adapted or redefined what success is since COVID hit have been experiencing or heading towards burnout because they're holding them to the same expectations of performance and the same goals that they had in January. And I've actually had to do presentations for a couple of companies to say, to talk all around, we are in a crisis. You're not going to be able to give what you thought you were going to be able to give. It's going to look different. Now, for some people, because of the changes they can give more right cuz things have gone away and have been canceled and for other people like if you have a a gaggle of school age children in your home Guess what you're going to have to let people support you for a while right but there isn't this across the board everyone's being wiped out there are some people who have some bandwidth and can step up so the communication piece is so important and going every every now and again intermittently asking how are you doing how are, how are things going how are we changing and you talked about the learning <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I've heard somebody like say, "Oh, learn something new today. Learn something new today." You know, getting a text message or talking to them via Zoom because we do have to adapt right now. And what what is great about what's going on is people are tapping into their creativity. Right now, we can't do things the way we used to do them. How can we do it differently, right? And we have to think about it and brainstorm and come up with ideas and see how... That aspect of being in a cri- The crisis is not awesome. Let's just say that. Like, I'm not advocating for, hey, crisis, crises are great. But what I'm saying is how people can show up in a crisis if they have this mentality of adapting and creativity that pioneer mentality we can get through this right that's all that's what being a pioneer is it's like forging ahead getting through figuring it out and and advancing and moving forward even though there isn't a clear path yes
1: ellen so timely that we i know <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, just really, when I hear you talk about it, I just get excited about pioneering, right? Because, you know, just the fact that we do have to figure out how to move forward. And really, as leaders, chunking it down for people, even if we need to, right? We may have a very clear path to success, but sometimes people need to have you explain it like this month, next month. Um, three months from now and with so much uncertainty a lot of people can't even get their head around what's going to happen in a year and as a leader maybe you you have ideas about where you want to be in a year from now but a lot of people in the organization may be still focused on how am I going to get through the next three months with my kids in school as you said my kids are in school I'm trying to work full-time they're at home they're at school but hey by the way they're also at home half of the time Mm -hmm. because they're doing you know half and half So they're just trying to understand how do I reach a level of success that is expected of me? And then how do I manage that? And really having leaders say, okay, how much, how can we chunk this up to help people as we try to move them forward with us is really important. And as you said, communicate, we got to communicate. I mean, now more than ever, most employees will say, we do not get enough communication. Can you, you know, I mean, think about it. We're in a huge crisis. You cannot over communicate. In fact, you probably need to triple up on communication because that's what people really want. And they really want to hear from the leaders that are out there, you know, blazing trail. They really want to hear from those leaders who are helping them get through this next six to 12 months. And they, the more that you communicate, the more they are going to just feel like, okay, I know where we're headed. I know what I need to do. I'm, a, I'm, I'm fitting into this organization and I feel a part of the culture that is going to move through this over time and have a much more positive outlook. In, at, at, at a minimum in their work environment. And you know, a lot of things that happen at work, it's not work and home anymore, right? It's mm-hmm. all integrated at this Blended. point. <laughs> so if you can make them feel like they have a sense of what's happening in their work life, that will flow into their home life too. And they'll have a better sense of just um, a little bit more peace of mind, I think, um, at home and network with more clarity. And
0: you know I'm I'm imagining there are a lot of women listening to you say that and going, "Yeah, I want that. Sign me up." And I know you have a lot of passion for working with trailblazing women, right? And working with them within this framework so that they can bring it to their organizations and have it work for them in their life. Is there a, you know, how would you describe the women that you're passionate about working with?
1: Yeah, so I am really passionate about working with women right now who are out there working really hard. In fact, they're working hard as maybe the first executive in their sector. It could be the first student in their family to go to college. I mean, they're working hard at trailblazing a new path that hasn't been blazed before with the people around them in their organizations and they're out there saying like, you know, gosh, you know, I'm the first person to be doing this and it's really hard. Also, they may not even be, like we said, Jody, they may not even realize they're tra- blazing trail, right? There, a lot of women I talk to, their head is so focused on the work, getting the work done that they're not picking up their head to say, oh my gosh, you know what? I am a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm here to remind. You know, part of why I started this whole series on, on Instagram. I'm calling it "Illuminating Women in the Shadows" is to try to bring awareness that there's many women out there that none of us know are trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And how do we identify with these women when there's so many of us that have in the past? And still today, keeping their head down and just trying to focus on moving forward, um, I think it's important that we realize that one, you know, we are a trailblazer and there's people like me would love to just talk to you and help you in that journey as you are out there for the first time in whatever your area is, paving the way for the people that are going to come behind you.
0: Yeah. And the value of working with a coach is it doesn't have to be so hard. And you don't have to feel like you're alone in it, right? Because you're not. There there are other women who've done what you've done or who have done what you're attempting to do and working with someone like you, Alan, can help them get there. You know, it's the whole farther faster, you know, and with a lot more ease that, you know, I see coaching as providing. It just provides so many insights that can be utilized right away to make life a lot easier and make your trajectory that much more powerful. So Ellen, tell everyone where they can find you so that they can connect with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and I'm at EmpoweredUS or email me at ellen at EmpoweredUS.com.
0: And for those who are listening, it's Empowered. It's the letter M. Powered US. Um, and for those of you who are out for a run or in the car, you know you can find all of the links and how to connect with Ellen in the show notes page that accompanies this episode. And you can find that at womentakinthelead.com forward slash Ellen Miller, or you can put Ellen Miller in the search bar in her show notes show notes page will pop right up. Ellen, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you.
1: And thank you so much, Jodi. This has been wonderful. And it's so exciting to talk to someone and just have a conversation about how do we move women forward. And I know we're both passionate about that. And it's been a pleasure.
0: Again, thank you for joining me and here's to your success.